Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. So we're kind of uh, coming to the end of this uh, month. Uh, we've been talking about the gift and I love that presentation of the, the, the kids that, that, that they did and um, brought forward. And we've been talking about, um, so earlier on the month we looked at unwrapping the gift and we looked at the gift of friendship and, what, and that Jesus came to be the best friend that we could have. Last week we talked about appreciating the gift if you only knew. And we talked about the, the generous bounty that is in the gift. We talked about the discernment that is in, in the gift and uh, if you only knew uh, what was there for us. And today I want to think about unwrapping the gift and the gift that um, and this might take a, a slightly different turn for you this morning as we think about this uh, because I want to talk about unwrapping the gift and that's a gift that you're probably not uh, the, the gift of life through Christ uh, is obvious and apparent but there's a gift that that life brings towards us that actually God moves in the midst of and uh, at this time of year, with the shopping and the crowds and the traffic and the end-of-year gatherings and the, uh, the concerts and the graduations and the presentation nights and the finishing off of work and planning your holidays and travel and the family dynamics and tensions that goes with that and managing the expectations and emotions and all of these kind of things, um, there's chaos all around. But I want to suggest to you that in the... In Chaos is a gift. The gift is in the chaos around us. And uh, the thing about God is that he specializes in redeeming situations that seem chaotic, that seem uh, unexplainable. Bob Dylan made this statement. He, he said, I accept chaos, but I'm not sure whether chaos accepts me. And then he goes, and then he goes on to say, chaos is a friend of mine. Some people seem to live in a world of chaos. Uh, this statement I read by a theologian, it says this, Chaos does not mean total disorder. Chaos means a multiplicity of possibilities. Chaos is from the ancient Greek word that means a thing that is uh, birthed from the void. And it was about that which is possible, not about disorder. Chaos is about the possibility of something that is birthed from the void. There is a void in your life, then there's a possibility in that. There's a gift in that chaos that God can actually redeem. And maybe today your life is made up of seems like it's chaotic in every area. It means that there's a lot of possibility in your life, in your world. It's not what is wrong, it's about the possibilities that can come out of it. We're going to see how God is able to, uh, to rewrap the chaos and turn it into something meaningful, that we will see that in fact chaos can be the gift that is rewrapped. And so if you're feeling like your world is chaotic today, I want you to start thinking about the possibilities of how God can rewrap the chaos for you. Essentially, it's the story of redemption. It's taking something chaotic and turning it into a gift 
That's your story. That's my story. The chaos that was our life without knowing Christ actually becomes the gift of life when we walk with Christ. And so it's the essence of faith is that all things work together for good in those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Out of the chaos that is life, God can bring good. It's the essence of faith. Romans 2 verse 4 says this, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? The very heart and nature of God is to turn us away from the chaos of the sin in our life and actually bring, him into, bring us into relationship with him. God has a habit of rewrapping the things in our life that aren't working well. And I love the, the, the catchphrase out of that kid's story that we saw earlier, um, saying we, they won't be expecting that. They won't be expecting that. I think that for you today, there is something in your world that God wants to rewrap and that you'll be saying, I wasn't expecting that. I actually wasn't expecting that. Ben wasn't expecting Friday night to happen the way that it was. In fact, I think he was telling me that he'd had a conversation before, like 10 minutes earlier, that uh, it's been his dream to catch in the outfield... And his opportunity came his way and he missed it. But I believe that out of this chaos, God can turn your life around, Ben. I think that, uh, that he can rewrap the gift for you one day. And, um, but, you know, none of us were expecting that, that's for sure. If there's chaos in your life today, God wants to rewrap it. I want to look at, uh, I want to look at three areas that God can rewrap you, rewrap for you. Your chaos circumstantially, and out of the formless and the void, God can rewrap something for you. Out of your chaos relationally, He can bring forth something that you would not have been expecting. And out of your chaos emotionally, there's a transcending peace that God will rewrap for you. So the first thought this morning: rewrapping the circumstantial chaos. Formless and void. In Genesis, Genesis, Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Creation versus chaos. Form, formless and void. Without form and void. Sometimes our life can feel without form and void. There's an emptiness there. There's a, a lack of shape to our life and to our world. And yet that's the very space that God actually wants to get a hold of and create something new out of. It's what he began with in creation. So we, creation versus chaos. It's community versus disintegration. It's, it's uh, existence versus non-existence. Out of the chaos of a formless and void, God can create something. So maybe there's a formlessness in your world today, or maybe there's a void in your world today. Just rethink it and say, okay, God, what is it that you are looking to rewrap for me? What are you wanting to create for me today out of the formless and void that seems to be my portion in life? The earth was a formless void, a shapeless, clueless, 
hopeless absurdity. Darkness covered the face of the deep, and darkness was infinitely and intolerably lightless and hopeless. But the Spirit of God hovered. The Spirit of God is hovering over your situation. The Spirit of God, if you like, is actually looking to rewrap the gift for you today, to turn your chaos into something that is worth hanging on to. He is looking to change things around. If you live in this world, you will have chaos. You'll be experiencing chaos. You'll have disorder, displacement, disruption, dislocation, disaster, disappointment, discrimination, disparagement, disorganization, disorientation, disenchantment, disinheritance, disapproval, dispossession, disrespect, disbelief, disgust, dismissal, discouragement, a whole lot of dissidness in your life if you live in the world today. And yet God is actually going to take that chaos and turn it around. Everybody here today um, faces the unmitigated mess that the world throws at us. And, you know, there's this sense that order tends to disorder. It's one of the laws of science that order tends to disorder. And yet God came to turn that around. And so if your world is feeling very disordered at the moment, God is actually wanting to turn that disorder, that chaos, and, and hover over it and rewrap it for you so that your, your chaos will no longer be the thing that defines you. Rewrapping the chaos You can reach for God's hand in the midst of the chaos of your circumstances and the drama of the deluded world in which we live. In the midst of this chaos, you know, there's so much Santa Claus and jingle bells and everything else that's going on and elves and Rudolph and all this sort of stuff. And yet God chose this point in history to birth his son in human form and to make a difference and you and I can reach, in, reach out for God's hand in the midst of the chaos and the drama of our world. And God's hand will hold us. And God's light will guide us. And God's love will lift us. And God's spirit will build us up. And God's presence will bless us. And God's wind will move us. And God's joy will strengthen us. And God's fire will empower us. If we embrace what God is doing in rewrapping the gift for us. God will turn that big time chaos into the resurrection of life for you and I. The resurrection of courage, the resurrection of conscience, the resurrection of competence and creativity and community and compassion and hope. Turning all of that chaos into something worth living for and with. He's Rewrapping, rewrapping our circumstances so that you and I can enjoy the gift this Christmas. Jesus' disciples once asked him about the troubling and turbulent times. And in his reply, he spoke, he spoke of global chaos. We're actually not going to be able to avoid chaos. Chaos is, chaos is all around us. We can watch the news. We, we 
wonder what's going to happen this Christmas season in terms of natural disaster or whatever. There is a global chaos that's going on. So you and I need to know how to unwrap the circumstantial life out of the chaos that is there. Unwrap the formless and void and let the Spirit of God bring the change and the transition for us. But Jesus spoke of global chaos, wars, famines, earthquakes, uh, pestilence. But he also said in Matthew 24, 6 and 7, See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. We've got to learn to live with chaos. We actually learn, need to know how to embrace chaos, but actually let God be the one that hovers over it and brings some uh, shape out of the formless and void. So rewrapping the circumstances um, out of chaos, the formless and void. The second thought is rewrapping the relational chaos. And the phrase I'm thinking about here is bringing forth. At this time of year, this Christmas season, we remember the bringing forth of Jesus. The, the New Testament, uh, the book of Matthew, opens with the genealogy of, of Christ. The first part of the first chapter is all about his genealogy. And it's an interesting thought. Because for you and I, I think when we think about family and the chaos that is in our family at times, and it's like, man, there seems to be so much dysfunction. And, and yet God chose to open the New Testament by almost listing the dysfunction of his family and the family line of Jesus. So we see, we see adulterers and prostitutes and murderers and liars and betrayers and traitors in the family line of Jesus. It's almost like out of this chaos, out of this chaos, God brings something redemptive in a really powerful way. And to me, I find that just you know, staggering. The, the chaotic family line of Jesus is the backdrop to the Christmas story. And so for you and I, 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 I think it gives us some hope that maybe our family isn't that messed up afterwards. I mean, we don't know all those generations back. We, it's bad enough what we know one or two generations back most of the time. But it's kind of like poor old Jesus, his whole history, his whole family line, right back to Adam, who messed, who's the first one to mess up. Being messed up was in his family line. And yet it's, it's what opens the New Testament, but it highlights what, Christ, what God is wanting to do. Matthew 1, 18 to 24 it's just the, the story of, of this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a, her a public example, not like we did with Ben, um, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of God, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him as his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. 
There's nothing more chaotic than an unplanned pregnancy. There's nothing more chaotic than changing your life course in response to death threats. There's nothing more chaotic than changing your life course when God speaks to you in a dream. There's nothing more chaotic than having nowhere to live or to call home. There's nothing more chaotic than having to flee a despotic leader who's just out to get your family. There's nothing more chaotic than actually being a refugee from your own nation and having to flee. This is the chaos that God brought forth Jesus out of. He rewrapped the gift out of the midst of chaos so that you and I could have life eternally. God is able to bring forth out of our relational chaos the redemption that will change generations to come. So maybe the rewrapping of the gift of chaos in your family line and your life is being rewrapped by the decisions and choices that you are taking. Maybe the dreams that you have or the, the journeys that you take are rewrapping the generations to come after you. And so God is able to do this. This Christmas, God will meet you in the chaos of tragedy and calamity and adversity and the pain of failed relationship, the grief of the loss of a loved one or the loneliness or the mental health challenges or the absent family and friends. God will meet you in the chaos of these things to show you how great he is, how good he is, how wonderful he is, how creative he is and how mighty he is. He will rewrap the chaos of your life if you engage with him today. Rewrapping the relational chaos is such a significant thing. The third thought is rewrapping the emotional chaos. And the thought of, out of this is transcending peace. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety disorders are reaching epidemic proportions. In a given year, uh, over 20% of Westerners will feel the effects of a panic attack. Anxiety-related issues are the number one mental health problem among women and are second only to alcohol and drug abuse among men. Uh, between... 1997 and 2004, Americans more than doubled their spending on anti-anxiety medications to over $2 billion a year. We are tense. We are anxious. We are highly stressed. Max Licardo describes us as being wound up tighter than an Egyptian mummy. And sometimes it can feel like that. Wound up tighter than an Egyptian mummy. And why? Why is this here? One of the reasons is change. Sociologists speculate the world has changed more in the last 30 years than it has in the last 300 years. Every, every day seems to bring new change and threats. And we also face personal challenges. Job loss, cancer, divorce, addiction, bankruptcy. And add to the personal challenges those of a global nature imported into our lives every few seconds via our smartphones and TVs and computer screens. In our parents' day, the nightly news caught us up on what was happening in the world. Now we are updated in a matter of moments. Anxiety comes with life. However, as God, God's word reveals, it doesn't have to dominate life. 
We're talking about re-wrapping the emotional chaos. We're talking about having a peace in the midst of the anxiety that seems to want to attach itself to us. We're talking about transcendent peace in the midst of all of this. And Philippians 4, 6 and 7 gives us some clues and insights into how this works for us. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rewrap the chaos of anxiety in peace. Rewrap the chaos of emotional turmoil in peace, in transcendent peace, in the peace that surpasses all understanding, in the peace that only comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. And how do we rewrap the chaos in peace? Will we celebrate God? It talks to us there in that scripture. By learning to rewrap with thanksgiving. Our disposition and our demeanor makes a huge position. So we celebrate God, helps us to rewrap in peace. We ask God for help. We learn how to pray. And maybe the prayer is just one word, help, help, help. Maybe it's just as simple as that. But we learn to pray because that's what this scripture talks to us about. That if we want the peace of God, which transcends understanding, we celebrate God, we we cry out to God for help. Uh, We leave it with him. We learn to trust him. God, it's in your hands. You are in control. You want my best. You want my good. You want the best for me. And so we come into this place of, of just a peace that transcends understanding because we leave and leave it with him. We trust God with this stuff that it will work out, that it will work out. You know what? The chaos in your world is not foreign to him. He's not overwhelmed by it. He's not thinking, well, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be. You know, he's not saying, oh, I didn't expect it to be that bad. He's not saying anything like that. He is in control and you and I can surrender to that. We can unwrap the emotional chaos by embracing the transcending sense of peace. And we meditate on the good things. We learn a new perspective as it says there, you know, the, the peace of God surpasses understanding. Some of these things we actually can't figure out. We can't figure out the chaos. But I'd rather, I'd rather be walking in a peace that I can't figure out and, and yet enjoying it. It's getting to that place, you know what, there's chaos going on all around me, but I've got this sense of peace and I'm not quite sure where it comes from or even why it's there. I don't really understand it. It's, it's beyond my understanding, but I want to walk in that peace. And I want my emotions to be grounded in a sense of peace, not in a sense of chaos. So I don't react out of emotional chaos. I react out of a grounded peace that surpasses understanding. So that people will look at you and I and say, well, How have you survived in all that's going on in your life and your world? And you go, you know what? I don't really know. It's beyond my understanding. But I do know it's out of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Let God rewrap the chaos of your your emotional chaos. Let him rewrap it today with a transcendent peace. Because God is hovering over the chaos in your life, never give up. Never give up. Because God is hovering over the chaos of your life, never cop out, 
Never cave in. God is hovering over it. He will create something out of it that will be good for you. There is a God who can lead you, bless you, fix you, deliver you, all in the chaos and the monstrosities that you must face. This is life. We live life in the midst of chaos. But there is a God who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before God's presence with exceedingly joy, exceedingly great joy. There is a God who rewraps the chaos into a place of confidence in him. How do I know? I know because of Jesus. I know because of Calvary. I know because of a hill of chaos shaped like a bony skull. I know, I know because of one Friday afternoon when Jesus was dying on an old rugged cross, the super chaos of death, the, death, the devil in hell tried to take Jesus out. The sun burned out like a cinder. That's chaos. The moon turned red like blood. That's chaos. The stars dispersed and fell down in a purple streak. That's chaos. The whole world was tossed into a spin of traffic convulsions. That's chaos. The land vomited up its righteous dead. That's chaos. Darkness covered the earth like a thick blanket of impenetrable gloom. That's chaos. Right, right, righteousness was on the cross. That's chaos. Wrong was on the emperor's throne. That's chaos. Jesus was nailed to the cross. Chaos. Innocence was crucified. Death was glorified. Love was slain. Hate was strutting. Darkness was ruling. Light was retreating. Evil was reigning. Justice was being denied. That's chaos on top of chaos. But look again and see what God did with all that chaos. God took all that maddening meanness to create your salvation and my salvation. God took chaos, rewrapped it, and finished the work that he came to accomplish. He rewrapped it and finished it. He dignified the whole creation. He glorified the whole church. He rectified the whole world and qualified the whole human race. You know, you might find yourself in a situation where your circumstances are chaotic at the moment. Then I want to encourage you to engage with God who is hovering over your formless and void situation to bring, to create something out of that that you couldn't even dream of. That you wouldn't be expecting. They wouldn't be expecting that. You know, I, I, I get this sense. I think the prophetic words of that kid's kind of drama is that um, there's something happening for you in your life at the moment. And God's saying, you won't be expecting what's about to happen to you. You won't be expecting it. And yet God is actually hovering over your situation and circumstance to make a difference. He's hovering over the chaos of your circumstances, the formless and void. He's hovering over it to create something special and significant. He's hovering over the chaos of your relationships to bring forth something, to give birth to something, to re-engage you in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's hovering over the chaos of your emotions to bring transcending peace to you this Christmas. He's re-wrapping all of these things so that you and I can embrace the gift of Christ this Christmas. Today, you and I can re-wrap the, re the gift of chaos and see God working 
in our lives and embrace him in a fresh new way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning, oh God, we're thankful from the bottom of our hearts that you love us so much, that you enable and empower us to live and to rise above the chaos, whether it be in our relationships or our circumstances or our emotions. God, I thank you for divine peace coming into our emotions at this moment. Father, I thank you for relational healing to come into the chaotic world of our connections. Father, I thank you that you will create something out of the formless void that seems to be our circumstances. And that you rewrap the gift of Jesus this Christmas for us. Father, right now, I ask that you would settle upon each of us. Hover over us to bring that creative work, to bring that redemptive work, to bring that healing work, to bring that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that we will be carriers of this gift this Christmas because we've been able to unwrap what you've rewrapped for us. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for your work in our hearts and lives. I don't know everybody here this morning, but if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, I want to give you an opportunity to actually personally be introduced to the author of peace, to be the one who create, who creates something out of the chaos of your life and your world. And all you need to do is to acknowledge him and say, yes, Lord, I want to give my life to you today. You confess your sin, you turn your life around and you walk away from this place a different person. You walk away with your life rewrapped in the grace and the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you know you need to make that decision to make that choice, just raise your hand so I can see it this morning. Who here today needs to make that choice? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, and I pray for all of us here. God, as we find ourselves contending against the chaos that wants to impose itself upon our life and our world. I pray in this season, we will be able to see the possibilities in the chaos of our circumstances, of our relationships, and of our emotions. Lord, that the chaos doesn't define us, but you define us, God. We ask that you would show yourself to us in the midst of the chaos that we may be experiencing. And that God will walk from this place with a fresh new perspective on how you are moving, guiding, and leading us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.